0: It Gets Better podcast series. I'm here today with Sean who's a member of the All Out Network group uh, at the University of Manchester and we're talking today a little bit about his coming out story. Thanks for coming Sean. Thank you for the invite. So uh, to start off with can you just give us a little bit of background to your story so what you do at the University and then maybe something about your upbringing, uh, family life in younger younger years.
1: Um, so I've only just recently started working for the university at the beginning of this year. Um, I came in through agency work because i tried, I'd applied about seven or eight times and managed to get in through agency um, and I've really enjoyed it since getting here. I worked for the PGR team uh, in the humanities. Um, a bit about my background. Um, when I was growing up, I was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness, which is one of those people that will knock on your doors and um, stand outside with carts. carts. Um, and I'd left that religion about 14 or 15, which was around the time that I had come out as well. Um, I'd gone to university up in Liverpool um, I studied psychology and absolutely loved it and then trained to become a teacher absolutely hated it so I moved to the NHS where again I really enjoyed it and now I'm back in education working with the University
0: okay great so you mentioned um, just previously that you were brought up as a Jehovah's Witness so uh, moving on to when you were coming out um, how was that experience for you in that religious group
1: um, it was a process it was a it was a long process um because during the fact of the fact that I'd had to come out and the fact that I'd had to come out of the religion it was not just one thing that I was dealing with at any given point so I remember I remember telling my friends around school and everything, and they they were really, really supportive of it. They were absolutely great. Um, But after I had told my friends, I felt it was incumbent on me to tell my family because someone who was also in the religion had found out via my friends and had not necessarily said that I was going to tell your family, but hinted at the fact that they were going to find out one way or another so there was a bit more pressure to come out prior to being ready Um, and i remember saying to my mum do do you want to go to Sainsbury's or go for a bit of a walk to Sainsbury's and i was thinking right the second we get out the door i'm going to tell her and then we'll have the whole walk there and the walk back to discuss it and whatever happens happens and i didn't do that we got back and As we'd got in the house, I was like, oh, do you want to just sit outside at the bus stop for a minute? And she could tell that there was something I wanted to say that I wasn't saying. Um, and I told her at the bus stop, and about five, ten-minute conversation, and it it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a result, that night, I had to sleep at a friend's for a couple of weeks. Um... can't quite remember but I think it was during a period of like a summer holiday or something like that because I didn't I didn't need to go to school so the network that I had built up at school wasn't really there at that time so I had a bit of a rough time Um, and then when eventually I did go back to the household to clear the air and have my bed back um it was almost an unspoken truth from that point on. Like it was never talked about and it shouldn't be talked about, Um, which led to a lot of anger within the family Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of animosity. And like, I would lash out at things that weren't necessarily their fault Um, just because I was annoyed about the fact that there was something weighing on my shoulders that I needed to get off. But, coincidentally, I'd had to leave the religion, partly because of coming out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was fine. I didn't want to be part of the religion, um, but that presented a lot more challenges because people weren't happy with the fact that you were leaving the religion, so I would received quite a few letters that were particularly hateful. Okay. Um, quite a few, to the point where my mum started to intercept anything that was addressed to me. Um, I was getting messages on Facebook from, like, my friends' families saying things like, y- you're corrupting my sister, you're corrupting my daughter, I don't want you doing having anything to do with her, you know, you're leading a sinful life, um so that was quite difficult as well but you'd only get one message from someone and then it was an immediate block. I I wasn't ready to challenge that belief, I wasn't ready to take on the world. And then I had about four religious interventions where someone would come in and talk to me about the fact that I was leaving and why I was leaving because There was rumours going around, but my mum had never said anything. It was the person that had threatened to tell my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So prior to leaving, I had what was called Bible Studies Weekly because they could see that this was coming. And then after leaving, they would send several different people. I don't know if it was coordinated or not, but to talk to me to make sure that I understood the ramifications of what I was doing because I was quite young which was challenging at the time. Um, But I grew up in two different households go to my father's on the weekends. And when I told him, he was absolutely fine with it. And to my surprise, my immense surprise, um, when I'd actually met him on the weekend, he was like, do you know what? You know, it's fine. You know, I'd be more upset if you were doing drugs. And, you know, like my heart just felt, liberated at that point which mm. was really great um but then he put the caveat on it that it's absolutely fine because you're not acting upon it if you had had a boyfriend then things would be different so at the time I did I was toying up whether or not I would tell him mm. and that night I decided Do you know what he's been great so far now it's the time to tell him because if you haven't told him in a week he'll be upset you didn't tell him and so on and so forth so i told him and that night was really 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 rough because i couldn't leave the situation because Mm -hmm. i was very far away from my normal home because i was with him he wasn't happy about it and i couldn't leave i couldn't go anywhere there was nowhere that i could go and so it was it was a rough night um, and since that point i I'd, I'd never seen my dad again um, for the better um, but I think because all of that had happened and especially with my father my mother very much felt uh, an onus of protection from that point onwards mm-hmm. so whatever feelings she had were a bit more hidden um, because she could understand the impact that it was having on me more broadly, A, leaving the religion and B, coming out. Um, so it was really difficult, there was a lot of tensions, but the second I left for uni, I got to leave all of it behind. Okay. So it was like a fresh start, new beginnings, Um. and I was hesitant to tell anyone that I was gay. When I went to uni because I didn't know if it would be the same Mm -hmm. but I had a housemate who was great and she was gay as well and we'd gone to our local society together um our university society and we had a great time and from that point onwards my sexuality although it had been a barrier was immensely better, mm-hmm. unequivocally. It was, it was great to have the support network of the university. It was great to have my friends. And I still struggled a lot with guilt because my whole life had been conditioned to think that it was wrong and it was bad. Um, and so whenever I would ponder on my thoughts, I would always feel guilt but it would dissipate over time it wasn't it's not something that is still with me but it didn't go very quickly it took a while Um. but yeah it it got a lot better after I went to uni Mm -hmm. a lot better but the biggest obstacle was untangling religion from coming out
0: Mm -hmm. for myself and so when you were at university um, during like vacation time did you feel able and comfortable to go home I didn't go home you didn't go home. no
1: no um, I mean to this day my family are they're not supportive in any means they have actively said we won't come to your wedding we won't um, support you in, in in any manner there was a breakthrough in my fourth year of uni when I was doing a PGCE that um, my mum had voluntarily allowed my partner at the time to come to a dinner Mm -hmm. and I was like this is a breakthrough we're getting somewhere it's great but then she spent the whole time at the dinner moaning either about myself or about the fact that my partner wasn't a woman Mm -hmm. um so that breakthrough didn't turn out as I'd planned Mm -hmm. um but it's now the the unspoken we understand that we can have a good time around each other and we will support each other, just not in that matter. Okay. So, I will see them maybe once or twice a year, Mm -hmm. but it's not how I would want it to be.
0: Okay. So, the situation you described um, sounds like there was more negatives than positives from your coming out aspect. Can you think of any um, positives that came from it?
1: I think my coming out for the first couple of years were immensely difficult, but for the rest of my life after that, it had only gotten better. Mm -hmm. I had come to a place where people were accepting of it. I'd come to a place where there were like-minded people around me. Mm -hmm. And I did, I surrounded myself with like-minded people. I very much got involved in the community um, I built loads of friends and networks and we would go out and we could campaign together, we would watch Eurovision together, we'd do all sorts of great things. So the after maybe a couple of years, it was, my sexuality to me has been a big source of happiness in my life, like a very, very big source of happiness. And it helps you feel a part of a community, especially mm-hmm. when you proactively get involved with that community. Um, So having that network is Mm -hmm. the biggest support for sure.
0: great. And so then moving on from university, going into the world of work, did you find that your sexuality provided any barriers or it was uh, a way to, you know, be more positive about your approach?
1: I think as an LGBT person, you are... An expert in your field of sexuality and when you go into the working world a lot of people aren't as well versed in that world as you might be so automatically you become an expert so when there is conversations around sexuality straight away you can feel people censoring themselves because you're in the room and they try to say things a little more PC but also, they, they look to you to give guidance. So, particularly around trans issues and around things that are less well known by the common, mm-hmm. the, 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 the public. Um, they seek illustration and knowledge about what you know about the community. Um, it might just be because whilst getting involved in activism, I learned a lot about, especially within teaching, how you can support an LGBT person within an education role. So it might be that I felt like I was an expert because that is something that I'd actively involved myself in. But I find that you often have to become the advocate and the voice of the community because you're the only representation in the room. Okay, yeah. But that's not always a bad thing because it's very rare that people are trying to be ignorant, Mm -hmm. they just want to know. Mm -hmm. And so to have that knowledge is key to their understanding and essentially maybe them passing it on. Mm -hmm. Within the world of work though, um, sometimes it can be a barrier, but the majority of the time it's not. So sometimes your definition of who you are by other people's standard, especially in a big environment such as Uh, the NHS you don't necessarily you're not recognized by your name or your work you're recognized by oh the gay one working on that ward Mm -hmm. and which can be a barrier but it can also be an absolute strength because when something to do with LGBT history month is coming up you suddenly then become involved in a conversation which is really good because you can make positive change Mm -hmm. but I think it very much depends where you work.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so you you've been at the university for only a short time. Uh how have you found working at the university as as a member of the LGBT community?
1: Um Oh um <laughs> I think again it's one of those where you have a community that you know you can walk into and to know that there is a network already set up Mm -hmm. was an immense relief to myself especially as starting at the university also coincided with me moving to Manchester so I didn't really know anyone Um, and the network gives you an ability to a socialize but be socialized with people that are like-minded With regards to daily work, I think being part of the community helps you become a little bit more woke, so to say, about um, people who have more requirements than yourself. So for instance, when I'm organising events, I will think more broadly about um, accessibility issues and about addressing audiences and not just LGBT issues, but issues of those have disabilities or those who might not have English as their first language, mm-hmm. you become very much aware of the people that don't necessarily have the advantage of the perhaps an, uh, the average or the atypical yeah. person. Okay. Um, but within the university, the university I think being as it's quite a culturally left-wing place to work, they're really, really accepting um and I've not found it to be an individual barrier. I've never no. found an, an individual to be abrasive or unaccepting because of it in fact, quite the opposite. they're usually very pleased mm-hmm. um be that a good or a bad thing yeah. um that's yeah.
0: good to know yeah that's the the way that we want our staff to be to be open and accepting to all all um cultures, uh, backgrounds and people and diversity is, is really rich here at the university so I'm glad you've had a positive experience on that side. So, um, just going back to your um, previous religion, with your experience there, have you felt inclined to be involved in any support groups for people LGBT people from a religious background? Um, when I was at the university I took quite
1: a big, um, my previous university as a student, I took a big involvement in uh, the NUS network and it prompted me to look at specifically those who had left the Jehovah's Witness religion, Mm -hmm. but more broadly to look at religion and sexuality um, next to each other. And I found that I think being a, a witness and being LGBT was immensely uncommon to the point where there wasn't really a support group of any okay. sort out there um, just because it's a it's a minority of a minority of a minority that want to get involved mm-hmm. um, but more broadly speaking I think my religion and my experience was a bit too it wasn't typical enough of someone else's experience so i didn't feel i could add enough to a conversation i'd gone to a couple of meetings about it and it was not necessarily dominated but it's the best word that i can think but it's dominated around more common religions and um, so maybe catholicism or islam or um, general christianity whereas mine was very very niche and so whenever i would say my piece people would be like that's really interesting but not necessarily applicable to how we want to mm-hmm. approach things so i tried okay i tried but yeah. not necessarily too much success oh,
0: that's that's absolutely fine at least you you had a had a go at that so If um, anybody's listening to this um, podcast, whether they are from the LGBT community or an ally or just a casual listener, do you have any um, advice or any words of wisdom that you'd like to, to share with them?
1: I think perhaps it's very difficult to know when you're ready to come out and a lot of the time you won't think now is the time. But from the moment that you do come out, I know it's really cheesy and it's been said a million times, but it does get immensely better. It doesn't get better straight away, but when you start that journey, it starts to get better. So I wouldn't encourage anyone to come out when they're not ready, but just to know that when you are ready, that's the journey of a thousand miles. And the first step, will be hard but the last step will not
0: i think okay thank you thank you very much for your time today sean that was a really interesting story um and hopefully our listeners will tune into our next podcast of it gets better which will be coming soon